Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Life insurance. Man, we're going to do a deep, deep analysis of whole life insurance here today. I cannot not wait to do this one with you. This is one that uh, gets overlooked a lot uh, for financial planners. And so if you are having whole life insurance, you need to watch this video without question because you'll learn a lot here that you might not have been aware of and you'll know how to pursue your options going forward. For the record, I'm neither against whole life insurance or for it. I'm completely agnostic. I, I'm not one of these guys who say whole life insurance is a scam. I'm not one of these guys who say whole life insurance solves all of your life's ills. I just, I, I completely am agnostic. It works sometimes and it doesn't work sometimes, but it's out there and you need to understand what it is before you either invest in it or if you already have it before you drop your policy. Because that's where this this video comes from. Is as as doing a, a, a with a client, a friend actually. He's a, a client also, and he had whole life insurance. And I asked him about it. And he was not so. He was actually thinking about dropping it. And so we requested what's called an Enforce Illustration. That's what we're going to dive into here today. His Enforce Illustration. We're look at this lady's article, and then we're going to crunch some numbers too. So we're going to look at three things. So hang in there. You don't want to miss anything in this video, my friends, because we got a lot to discover, a lot to cover here. So welcome to Heritage Wealth Planning, the place you come to learn about. You got it, whole life insurance and everything else financial planning related under the sun. And yes, sirree, Bob, we covered it all. We cover estate planning, life insurance, investments, financial planning, paying off debt, because you know how much I can't stand having debt in retirement. Uh, sometimes it makes sense. A lot of times it doesn't, regardless of what financial planners just say, oh, you're only paying three and a half percent on your mortgage. You can get 8% in the market. Yeah. Oh. All right, so subscribe down below. You'll see that little red button. YouTube lets us put these tiny little buttons on there. It's like impossible to see unless you have a flipping huge microscope. There's a little red button down there, so make sure you subscribe. All right, so let's dive right into this, my friends. I'm going to start with just a synopsis of uh, what whole life insurance is by this article by Miss Myra Warren. And I'm not even sure who she's with, but it's a pretty director of life insurance with somebody. Does it say here? The postal record. I don't even know what that is. Um, and the reason I brought this up because uh, I had my client has something called reduced paid up life insurance. And there's so many different terminologies on these various life insurance components. I, said, I don't even know what that is. And, you know, I'm smart. I mean, just ask me. I'll tell you how smart I am. But I said, well, let me find out before I make a I had a feeling what it was. And uh, thankfully, I read Miss uh, Myra's article here because that told me what I thought it was was not the correct case. So I'm glad I read her article and I've read some other things, too. But this is a pretty good starting point. So we're going to start with this. If you're already pretty familiar with whole life, or at least you think you are, you probably can fast forward a little bit because I'll show you an enforced illustration. But uh, whole life. This type of product provides protection for the entire lifetime of the insured. It is opposite of a term life policy, which provides perfect perfection for only a specified period of time. At a certain time, term policies expire and the insured is left with no life insurance coverage. That's neither bad nor good. That is, that just is. With a whole life insurance policy, the, the policy pays premiums for a certain period of time. Examples are 20 pay whole life. Premiums are paid for only a period of 20 years. Whole life paid up until age of 65 and whole life paid up until 90. The policy owner is required to pay the premiums for the period he has chosen. Wow, lots of peace in there. Jeez Louise. Um, and then no further premiums will ever be due. The valuable life insurance protection remains in force for the rest of the insurer's lifetime. So I'm going to give you an example of that. I have four kids. 
I have two different 50,000 paid up policies on each of them. All right. So I have one through USA and one through the Knights of Columbus. And what that means is they're 20, they're 20 year paid up. And so I think each kid's like a hundred bucks a month or 1200 bucks a year. I'll talk about it. I can't remember. It's something like that. All right. So at the end of 20 years, I have a paid up life insurance policy that can never, ever go away. I don't have to pay any more premiums. So I take my trusty calculator and I say, I know for a fact, if I pay 1200 bucks a year for 20 years, I will have paid $24,000 for the entirety of that life insurance policy. And I know for a fact, and year 21, I no longer have to pay and they have $50,000 of life insurance for the rest of their life. Now it does build cash value. And again, I'm gonna talk about that here in a second when I show you this gentleman's in-force illustration, which will show you exactly how the cash value is derived and whatnot. Now, with the USA policy, which is nice, is that we can increase the death benefit up to, I think it's twice of the original amount, or is it three times, I can't remember, but we can increase the death benefit if we need. And that's a big flipping deal because she does not, anybody have four kids, two and two, two boys, two girls, they do not have to be underwritten again for a guaranteed increase in death benefit with the same underwriting as what they were today. I know that's a lot to chomp on, but you think about it. I'm 48 right now and probably the best shape of my life since I've been in the army. I will never be in this good a shape again. There's never a better time for me right now to buy life insurance um, because I'm 48 in good shape. But my kids at 10 years old, uh, they're not likely to die anytime soon, right? So a 10 year old boy has got a huge life expectancy, which means life insurance will never be as cheap it is, as it is today for him simply because he's not gonna die. I mean, the vast, 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 vast majority of 10 year old children just do not die. So because of that, the life insurance is incredibly cheap. So what you're doing in this case, I did, as I said, I'm gonna lock in those low prices when they graduate college or whatever they end up doing at 22 years old, yeah, that'd be 20 years. I'll, I'll give them the policy. And at that point, they can do a number of things. They can keep it. They don't have to pay for it anymore. The premium's been paid. It's paid up. They no longer have to pay for it. They will have some type of cash value in there. In fact, the longer they let that sucker grow, the more the cash value will become. And again, off the top of my head, I can't remember how much it is, but you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. And of course, they'll have a life insurance component too. Now, again, it's only 50000 bucks, which might not seem like much, but 50,000 never have to buy life insurance again or pay a premium for those policies are pretty good. And there's two different policies as well. On top of that, with the one uh, with the ability for the USA one to increase the death benefit if they ever feel a need. Now, if they do increase it, they'll have to revisit paying some more premiums, but it will be based on the underwriting that they are today, which again, is a, we'll just say a 10 year old, which is my youngest. Now, the Knights of Columbus one is different. Same thing, 20 year pay up. But there you have the option if you want where they have participate, but they pay dividends. All right. So the dividends is a, what's called a participating policy. And those dividends can be pretty substantial as the policy grows in cash value. I mean, you're, you're talking a decent rate of return there for sure. I mean, you're never going to get 10%, but tax-free rate of return in the fours and fives, that's not too shabby. And, you know, it's, it's guaranteed. At least the policy is guaranteed. The dividends are not guaranteed, but that's where you got to make sure you're getting a, a AAA or whatever it is rated life insurance company. So that's how it works. So you can say to yourself, I'm going to pay it over 20 years. I'm going to pay it up to the age of 65. Or I'm going to pay it over my whole life. The longer your term for the premium would be, obviously 20 years, if you're, you know, that's 20 years. You know for a fact you're going to pay for 20. If you pay it for 35 years up till you took it out when you're 30, you're going to pay it for 35 until you're 65. That's going to be less expensive than having it paid up in 20 years because you have 35 years to pay. Kind of like a difference between a 30-year and a 15-year mortgage. 
A 15-year mortgage will cost you more on a monthly basis, but over 30 years' time, you're going to pay a heck of a lot less on interest over a 30-year mortgage. Same thing here. A 20-year will cost you more on a monthly payment, premium payment, but it'll, but in the long overall scheme of things, you'll put a lot less cash into it than a 30, uh, what it paid until 65 or over your whole life. All right, so let's talk about this. There may come a time before the policy is fully paid up when a whole life insurance policy owner either chooses not to pay the required premium or is unable to continue the payments. At these times, a policy owner has options other than canceling the policy. Okay, that's actually pretty good to understand. These options include uh, extended term insurance and the reduced paid up life insurance. So let's talk about these because I'm actually, these are good options other than just canceling it that you probably should be aware of. Extended term insurance allows for the same face value, the death benefit of the original whole life policy. So we'll just use my kids, $50,000, to be extended for a certain period of time at no additional premiums to the policy owner. The net surrender value of the whole life policy would be used as a single premium at the insurance attained age to determine the period for which the term insurance will be extended. And it gives a nice little example here. There's a, the, the lady who wrote the article. Let me get my head out of the way. My big old Elaine, uh, whatever that lady's name from Seinfeld. Remember when she had a big head? That's my big head's getting in the way. All right. For example, if the policy owner had a whole life policy that covered and insured for $10,000 and had a cash value of $2,598, uh, the length of time that the insurance would still last would be until January uh, 11, 2028. That means the insured would still have the life insurance policy uh, coverage in the amount of 10000 until January 11, 2028. If the insured died prior to that date, the beneficiary would receive the $10,000 life insurance component. Um, so that's how it works. After that, everything's gone. All right. After that date, after January 12, 2028, uh, everything is gone. Now, this was written in October 2014, just FYI. Generally, an termed insurance policy extends the face value at the current amount but for a shorter period of time than the original contract. And it, I think that kind of makes sense. Uh, and then, of course, once the date is gone, you no longer have the cash value and you no longer have the insurance, just like a good old-fashioned term policy. This is the one that I was initially entertaining with uh, my client here, reduced paid-up life. And we'll dive into that here in just a second when I show you the enforce. A reduced paid-up life also allows for the continuation of the life insurance coverage without the payments of additional premium. However, the death benefit will be reduced. All right, the net surrender value of the whole life policy would be used as a single premium at the insured's attained age, all right, to determine the amount of the reduced paid-up insurance. Using the example above, uh, we see we have $10,000 cash uh, policy of $10,000, a death benefit with a cash value of $2,592. The death benefit would be $5,962. However, this coverage would remain in force for the insurer's lifetime. So you've got to weigh the two options. Higher death benefit, but it's terms. That means you could, uh, you, the policy could expire before you do on the extended term life policy. So you're saying, I still want to keep that $10,000 death benefit, but still have keep, instead of keeping it until I'm 100, it'll only go until I'm 76, something like that. In this case, you say, no, I want to keep a life insurance policy for my entire life, but it won't be $10,000. In this case, it'll be $5,962, and I'll keep it for my entire life. Generally, a reduced paid-up policy reduces the face value to preserve the full insurance coverage amount. Uh, The reduced paid-up insurance will have cash and loan values, and it may be surrendered by the policy at any time for its additional for its cash value. 
Additionally, a policy owner, but remember, you're not putting any more premiums in. That's the benefit. So not only you're you're still keeping some insurance, but you're there's no more out of pocket because you using your cash value to basically pay for the premium. So you don't longer have any premiums in there. That's what's nice. So you're reducing your premiums and you're keeping the life insurance for the entirety of your life. On the extended term, you're reducing the premiums, but you're and you're keeping the same cat the death benefit, but you're not keeping the life insurance for the entirety of your life. And that that's the challenge you get away if you're looking at reducing the options. Uh, okay. So let's see the current loan interest rate. So you can take a loan. They talk about the loans here. All right. So that's all I want to talk about with her. So I want to go to, I think this is it right here. Yeah. Let's see if I can't bring this. Let's see if I can't make this bigger. Um, I, uh, can you all, I mean, I can't tell if you guys can see this or not. All right. So this is the enforced illustration I got for this guy. I'm trying to make it bigger. Ah, don't let me make it bigger. It's too bad. Oh, there we go. Sweet. All right. So I, let me show you something here. All right. So let me go up here. It's too bad. All right. So basically what I want to show you, let me get it down here. All right. So it's going to be hard to see it. But if you see at the very top up here, you'll see it says premium, $3,000 a year. The face amount is a $200,000 death benefit. The payment mode is paying annually. And he was issued on 8-01-1997. And he's going to pay until 2031, uh, December 31st, 2059, when he hits 100 years old. And so what you see here is you see right now we're in 2018. He has $63,000, 63 years old, $54,000 of cash value. Now, here's where the reduce. Now, if he died today, all right, he would get his wife would get $200,000 of death benefit because that's what the the face mouse says. I think it's going to drive me up the wall. Um, if he died today, his wife would get 200000 She would not get 54000 plus the 200000 She'd just get the death benefit. Now, he's paying $3,000 a year. So our question is, should we keep it or should we just you know, take the cash or should we keep it uh, and stop paying the premium? And this is what the reduced death benefit would be. If he were to take that $54,000 and just do a lump sum distribution, He'd get a death benefit of 129,000, or is that 128? Yeah, 128,000, which would cover for his entire life. Okay, so that would be the rest, uh, the death benefit he'd keep for the rest of his life, but he would no longer have to pay the $3,000. Now, I want to show you something here. Let me uh, let me back out of this. Um, I want to go to here. All right, so here's a spreadsheet I did real quick on on this policy. There we go. All right, so here's a spreadsheet. So, I mean, we started at age of 42 with no cash value, no reduce. Let's just do 200,000 for his death benefit. All right, so we're just gonna bring this down. All right, there we go. All right, let's see, death benefit. Okay, so we're gonna fast forward till uh, last year. So he's 62 years old, he had $50,000 of cash value, 50,704. And he'll if he dies, he receives uh, his wife will receive two hundred thousand dollars. All right. So what I want to do is I want to say that's twenty years. So he paid for twenty years. If he so here's how you look at this: he paid three thousand dollars a year for twenty years, which means his premiums were sixty thousand bucks. All right. So he paid sixty thousand dollars, and of which he has fifty thousand to show for in cash. So if he surrendered this entire policy. The life insurance would have cost him ten thousand bucks because he would get fifty thousand seven hundred four, but he paid sixty thousand dollars for it. Yes, there is an opportunity cost. I mean, he could have made a lot more money at three thousand bucks. Well, I tell you, 
if he were to do $3,000 in the market and he did it for 20 years, and let's just say he got 7%, that'd be worth $123,000. All right. So, I mean, that's the opportunity cost is that he's only getting 50704 when he could have had 122000 But we're missing some of that story. He would not have had that $200,000 life insurance coverage. You see what I'm saying? So it's not as cut and dry as I think a lot of the naysayers in life insurance make it seem. They're like, oh, buy term and invest the rest. Well, maybe. But in this case, he did have the $200,000 of coverage, and he still gets $50,704 back if he decides to cancel his puppy. And he did pay $60,000 for it. So he paid $10,000 essentially for the right to have $10,000 of life insurance. So that's not too shabby. All right. Now, what happens? So we wait five years. So he's going to pay after five more years, he's going to pay 15,000. All right. So he'll pay uh, six. He'll let's see. He'll pay seventy five thousand dollars total and he'll have sixty nine thousand dollars of cash. So now he's got you, you start to see. So the the increase. So it starts dropping a little bit. The, the debt, the cash value starts growing and the premiums start getting lower and lower. So now we go to uh, 19, we go up here to 77 years old. And that would have been, was that 25 years? 25 years, no, 77, uh, 35 years, 35 times 3,000. So here he paid 105,000, but he has 109 to show for it. So when he's 77 years old, he actually has uh, 10 5,000 more roughly than what he put in. Again, not a great deal, but he still has that $200,000 of death benefit. Or if he just wants to cash it out, he can cash it out for $109,000. That's not what I'm looking at. I want to just share with you something here. Let's just go to the difference between these two guys right here. All right. So now he's got uh, uh, $50,000. All right. So he put 50. I tell you, let me just go back real quick. I'm going to show you something. So he's 50704 And we're going to go to. 54,358, 54,358. All right, so let's go here, 54,358. Uh, so 54,358, all right, and that's what he has in cash value today. Now we're gonna subtract that from what he had before, which is this right here, 50,704, 50, okay. So now what we do is we're going to do that minus that, boink, and, oops, actually what we'll do here, we're going to do 54,000, we're going to do minus that. Uh, hold me just one second, 50,704, 50, all right. So now what we're going to do, we're going to do the equal sign right there. Should have done that to begin with. All right. So when he would do that, he has $3,654 is his growth of cash value. Now, stick with me for just a second. $3,654. He only put in $3,000. So it means he actually he is positive $654. You got me so far? So he made $654. But he started with 50704 All right, so we take uh, 50, 654 divided by 50000 And that means his rate of return. Oops, I keep forgetting to do the equal sign. And this will tell us how much he actually his rate of return was. 1.28, 1 1.29%. All right, so he increased his rate of return on this cash value is 1.29%. 
Now that may or may not seem like much, but it's tax free and he's getting a positive rate of return on top of keeping the $200,000 of death benefit. All right, so he put in 3,000, he netted $3,654. He made $654 on $50,704 of cash value. So he basically made 1.3% for simplicity. 1.3%, if we have a 25% tax bracket and you're looking at 10, a tax equivalent yield of 1.3%, which just says a 25% tax bracket, his tax equivalent yield is 1.73%. A tax equivalent yield, oops, I didn't mean to do that. I meant to be over here. A tax equivalent yield is what you need to get at before tax to have a comparable rate of return. So if I get 1.73 and I'm taxed at 25% and you get 1.3 and you're tax-free, is it's equal, if that makes sense. So 1.73 for me, taxed at 25%, and 1.3 for you, who's not taxed, is the exact same thing. It's the exact same scenario. So that is a, a rate of return that uh, you have to look at. So is that great? Well, let's go back to the 10-year treasury now. And the 10-year treasury, which is taxable, is yielding uh, 2.83%. If you can see that, 2.8, see what it says? Uh, let me, yeah, it's 2.83%. See where it says TNX there? See that 2.83? So the 10-year treasury is yielding 2.83. But the 10-year treasury, I got to lock up my money literally for 10 years, all right? Now, while the 10-year treasury is guaranteed by this, you can't get a safer investment than 10-year government bond, you still aren't getting that guarantee unless you hold it to maturity. So you're locking up your money for 10 years. Now this is guaranteed as well. It's guaranteed by an insurance company. So it's not as safe as a government. Don't get me wrong, but it is guaranteed. There's no risk other than the insurance company going kaput. And you know, who knows? But at the end of the day, we know that this is guaranteed. The 10 year treasury is guaranteed. 10 year treasury, you got to lock up your money for 10 years. And this you have access to the very next day. So essentially what I was telling this guy yeah, it's not going to set the world on fire, but it's not a bad deal. All right. You got $200,000 of life insurance. If you kick the bucket tomorrow, your wife's going to get that tax free. Well, and on top of that, if you need the cash, you know you have it. And you know it's grown at essentially a one and a half clip, roughly, give or take, with no risk to you whatsoever, other than the insurance coming going bankrupt. Now, would you do this for the entire bit of your portfolio? Well, of course not. You'd absolutely not do that, but you should absolutely to have it for a portion of your portfolio, your bond portion in particular doesn't concern me in the least. I actually like it. Again, it's not something you want to do for the entirety of your portfolio, but to do it for a couple of things where you're saying at the end of the day, Josh, I know at some point down here when I'm 77, I will have more cash than I put in. All right. Now, at that point, you may say, I don't need the life insurance anymore. It's only worth 200,000 bucks. I'm getting $170,000 of cash. And that'd be, I would absolutely agree with that. But here, let's put it this way. Let's just say he died today. His wife gets two hundred thousand dollars of uh, of um, insurance, and you put sixty thousand bucks in there. When this, yeah, so he just put another. So he put sixty three thousand dollars total contributions, total contributions. All right, contributions. Wife gets two hundred thousand dollars right there. So he put sixty three thousand dollars as of two thousand eighteen because he just stroked a check just the other day. Uh, after we just talked about this, so he gets sixty three thousand dollars. He put in. He put it in for twenty. 21 years. So we got 21 years at $3,000 is his payment. Started with nothing. $200,000 is his, is what his wife gets. That's a rate of return of 10.33%. I don't know if y'all can see that. 10.33%. All right. 
I mean, that's obviously has to die to get that rate of return. But there is another quality or quantitative value that you can put on this death benefit. 10.33. And to simply get that, I put $3,000 a year in. And at the end of the day, my account was worth 200,000 bucks. Obviously, you're dead. We don't want that to happen. But the converse of that is I put 3,000 bucks in. And at the end of the, was that 21 years of time, I got $51,000 in there. Well, you haven't made any money in that. You have a negative rate of return, which stinks. But you also have the $200,000 of death benefit that was there for that whole time as well. So what happens is as you get older, the rates of return on your death benefit, the amount of money your survivors will get at your death, go down where the rates of return on your cash value go up with the whole life insurance. And so the more time you can allow for compounding of interest, the more the rates of return you'll get. And so at this point, at, when he's 77, he'll actually have positive cash value, which means he has more cash than what he put in. And But his rate of return on his death benefit will be lower because he has, at that point, hundred and you know, $10,000 roughly of cash and a $200,000 death benefit. So that's how whole life works. The longer you can let it go in, the longer the cash value goes up in terms of rate of return, the shorter you let it stay in there, the higher the death benefit is if you were to die, which we don't want you to exercise that. We don't want you to die. That's the interesting about life insurance, the whole life insurance in particular, how it works. So for me, for my kids now, because I believe in that, the younger you start, and this is the, the key, my friends, the younger you start on a whole life insurance, the sooner you can get the compounding interest to really, really take off. And so that's why I always recommend get a whole life insurance for any kid. I'm telling you right now, people say, I don't want them to die. No, of course not. It's a cash value component. The younger you start, the cheaper it is when you start, the easier it is to get underwriting the more beneficial that will be as the years go by. Because remember, as cash value increases, as time increases, the rate of return on your cash value starts going up and up and up and up as you witness here. And that's the same thing happens. That's why I did it for my kids. Because I say, at the end of the day, I'm going to give it to you when you're 25, whatever it is. I'll figure it out at that point. And no more premiums. I'm going to go, you can do whatever you want. You can cash out and you can, you know, snort up your nose. Whatever you got to do It's your money. I trust it, whatever. Obviously, if I felt they're going to do that, I wouldn't give it to them. But just, you know, what I'm talking about. And so I'll say, but I'll tell you, if you can leave this in there as if almost it doesn't exist, by the time you're 50 years old, there's going to be some significant, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars of cash has accumulated in there that's grown tax free. And the thing about whole life is once the cash hits a certain level, the death benefit increases as well. Because you can't have more cash than your death benefit. They got to keep up like that. And so now you're saying I have $50,000 of cash value and my death benefit will be more than that because it has to maintain itself to be considered a life insurance policy as opposed to investment. Now, would I do this from right here? If he were to start the program right now, so I'm going to do a $200,000 life insurance policy, I'm 62 years old. No, because it's going to be too expensive. The older you are for whole life insurance, it's just, it gets critically expensive and prohibitively expensive, frankly. Life insurance is wonderful for those who are young and in good shape. So 40 years or younger, absolutely. Whole life insurance, I'm a big fan. Obviously, I don't want you breaking the bank. But, you know, 3000 bucks a year, if it's in your purvey and cash flow, and you can do it. If nothing else, you know you have a death benefit. You know you have a forced savings. You know you have a guarantee that at some point you're either going to get a certain amount of cash out of there or you're going to get a death benefit. One of those two things is going to happen. There's no other way around that. You don't have to worry about the stock market. You don't have to worry about anything other than the insurance company going to put and making sure you don't renege on your obligation, which is fine, which is to pay the premium. You can do that. There's no, no one's going to come after you and say, you're going to put a lien on your house. You have the right. Again, as I said a million times, life insurance is a unilateral contract. 
unilateral. There's only one way is obligated. And that's the insurance company to your heirs. That's it. You are not obligated to pay them, but they are obligated to pay you if you continue your side of the deal. And with whole life insurance, too, is a guarantee contract, too. They are guaranteeing a certain rate of return, regardless of what you think is good or not. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, older whole life contracts paying six and seven percent. I guarantee back in those days, the late 80s, early 90s, people didn't think those are good. And now those guys are just sitting in hog heaven. So I hope this helps. Do not just I, I see this a lot like, oh, whole life insurance is a scam. I, I was a Dave. Somebody says that. I think it was Dave Ramsey. And I would say, yes, it's a scam, too. If, like Dave Ramsey, I felt I could get 12% in the market. I mean, that's, uh, if I get 12% in the market and I'm showing you a 1.3%, <laughs> doesn't make any sense, but he's wrong. I mean, just that's wrong. And 1.2, 1.3 free of tax, while it's not great, it's still something. And on top of that, you do have something you can qualify, i.e. a death benefit. And it does grow cash value. So it just don't just, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't disparage whole life insurance right out of the gate. At least see what you have. But at the end of the day, you've got to get this thing called an enforced illustration. And that's what this is. Enforced illustration will show you exactly what the cash value will be in the future based on the guarantee. It shows you exactly what your death benefit will be. It shows you exactly the dates and age. So if you have a life insurance policy, my friends, make sure every couple of years you get the enforced illustration so you can see the strength of the policy and do just what we did with my friend and I, which is compare it to other other options that are out there. If you don't do it, um, you just don't know what your policy is. You're ignorant, and then you could be making a big mistake. So keep that in mind. All right. As always, if you like what we see here at Heritage Wealth Planning, don't forget my books. You can go to Amazon.com, Josh Scanlon. Just type in Josh Scanlon. There's how you spell my last name, S-C-A-N-D-L-E-N, Josh. Uh, and there you go, this one too. It's Josh Scanlon. Go to a um, heritagewealthplanning.com as well. I uh, see my blog post, my podcast, the whole thing. And of course, subscribe, comments, 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 comments. I'm very, very lucrative to YouTube because uh, it shows that people are engaged. That means YouTube will put that more, this episode more to other people who might be searching for whole life insurance. So comments are helpful to me because it shows YouTube that people are engaged in this content and that makes them happy because that means they can sell more ads. It's just all there is to it. So comment, please. And then, of course, a thumbs up, too. See you next time. Thanks, guys.